Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter. Make different. Become different. Adjust. And every day, we evolve. We adapt. We change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. Episode 265 is here. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Hopefully you're staying warm as we are experiencing record-breaking cold across the country, specifically here in the South, where we've broken some records. I mean, you've got, well, let's take for a second the millions of people without power in Texas, the hundreds of thousands without power in Louisiana and across the Gulf South and 10 inches of snow in parts of Texas, eight, nine inches of snow in Arkansas and parts of Georgia. I mean, Shreveport, Louisiana hitting single digit temperatures and just it's it's been something. And so we're going to talk with Jay Grimes, who is chief meteorologist for WAFB TV here in Baton Rouge. It's the CBS affiliate and get his perspective on what the heck is happening with this weather. Is this an anomaly or is this something we should be looking forward to every year around this time? I'm hoping he says more of an anomaly, but we'll get his thoughts on it. He has such a great way of explaining all of these things. It's been a while. How have you been? You know, as the year started, years get off to a pretty busy start. And, you know, I unplugged a while to focus primarily on other business matters, but just, you know, really getting off to a good start. I loved our last conversation with Julio Malera. And as we're getting started up with these shows for the year, we've got a lot on the horizon, expecting to have a conversation with Senator Bill Cassidy about his vote days ago concerning former President Trump. Uh, Some discussions about business and where we head in politics in this new era, this new political landscape. And then so many other things I want to get into this year from lifestyle things to being healthy. And we'll get Dr. Curtis Chastain back in here to talk about, you know, men's health and getting the year off to the proper start from a health perspective and, and so much more, so much more. But I tell you, being here right now, looking at where we are and the perspective of Americans, I think people are numb when you turn on the news now. You're either being pissed off, frustrated or just downright discouraged. And I encourage people to just back away for a little while and focus on the things that matter. You know, 2020 taught so many valuable lessons about the importance of really putting a lot of value into every day because we we had a lot of, many of us had friends and relatives and colleagues who did not come into this new year because of this coronavirus. And I've known people who, went through it and talked about how life-changing it was. And it seems as though there is room for optimism as this vaccine gets out there. And let me just tell you, I know a lot of people have a problem with it and have said they would not take the vaccine. I'm not one of them. I am going to indeed get the vaccine. I'm going to do it. And I know people have all kinds of reasons why I, you know, people say they just won't wear a mask. Look, 
I wear my mask when I go out. I hate it, but I wear it. Again, if you've had people who've gone through this close to you, then you have a different, deeper appreciation about why we should just just be cautious. Okay, I mean, that's one of the lessons I learned some lessons about people last year, man. I tell you what, you got to be careful who you let into your circle. Very disappointed about, you know, but you never know. You never know. I mean, you, you just you can't live in a bubble, but. Sometimes people never cease to amaze you and hell, <laughs> even at my age, I'm still getting surprised by the way people turn and change and all this other stuff. But anyway, you are here and that matters. And we hope to have a great conversation with Jay Grimes, who's going to be joining us by way of phone to talk about this cold weather. Where the heck did it come from? Is it an anomaly? And then I'm going to ask him about something I noticed last week that... I have never experienced before in cold weather. It was the freakiest thing in terms of what was happening with the atmosphere. And I'm going to ask him about that as we talk with Jay Grimes about all of this cold weather. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before real stories it was my first love real crimes real people real justice the crime stoppers podcast with clay young exclusively at podcast225.com executone of louisiana has been helping businesses in bad Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems save money and never have to worry about local customer support doctors offices hospitals schools businesses it doesn't matter all kind have depended on the good people at executone to upgrade technology and save money i have a question for you do you like saving money sure of course you do Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They they still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. <laughs> well, I made the mistake of having a conversation with Jay Grimes before we went live here. <laughs> and he just told the story. I won't repeat. I won't repeat it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to try to get past it. I will. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will try to soldier on. So let's talk about it. So this is Thursday, the 18th of February, as we record this interview. And since then, we've had a few million people without power in Texas, several thousand in Louisiana. The Gulf South has seen eight, nine, ten inches of snow and and parts of it. And the average person right now is wondering what the hell is going on. So let's talk with Jay Grimes as I ask him what the hell is going on. All right, Clay. Well, this is one of those uh, uh, pretty rare events where uh, uh, literally polar air makes the trip south. I mean, it, it got so cold over the last couple of days that even Santa went to Cancun. <laughs> uh, it just is not a very common. And what made it doubly problematic was 
the fact that, A, it lasted so long, over 60 hours uh, at or below freezing in Baton Rouge, as an example. How about a low of one degree in Shreveport? Wow. Uh, uh, so it was duration, and then it was compounded by the fact that we got the uh, the uh, winter precip. Uh, and, of course, in that case, you know, snow is fine for a while, but when it turns to sleet and particularly freezing rain, and by freezing rain we mean it falls as liquid and then freezes on contact, that's when you just create the, the super problem. So we had more than uh, estimates suggest maybe more than 100,000 people in Louisiana have been without power, at least for some period of time. And it's just because the weight of the ice gets on the power lines. It gets on the trees, which snap limbs, which drop on the power lines. It has been uh, uh, a nightmare. And it, to put it in perspective in terms of how uncommon this is, uh, we haven't gone 60 hours out or below freezing in Baton Rouge since 1989. And for uh, the uh, bifocal crowd like me, (laughs) the uh, sort of the benchmark of that event was what everybody talks about, the Exxon explosion. So this clearly was an out-of-the-norm event, not just statewide, but region-wide. And thankfully, it's coming to an end today. But we're not done with the freezes. In fact, uh, uh, South Louisiana is going to see 20s on Friday morning and 20s on Saturday morning. So still a couple of more significant freezes, but we're above freezing today on Thursday, and we'll be, get above freezing Friday and Saturday. And then as we head into the weekend, we'll start to really warm things up. By by, uh, by Saturday afternoon, we say goodbye to the freezes uh, almost statewide. So when you look at this and you talked about the cold weather, polar air shifting south, if, if you take a step back, you've been doing this a long time, is this kind of an anomaly, a, you know, a one-off, or is this something that you can say, hmm, this could happen again next year or the year after that? Oh, I mean, you know, this kind of brutal cold isn't going to happen again, but we could get another dose of really cold air before we're through the month of March. So, yeah, but... This, the degree of severity of the cold here, uh, anomaly probably isn't even a strong enough word. Uh, you know, and again, what we're talking about is something that happens uh, maybe once every 10 to 20 years or so. And again, it hadn't happened uh, in, in more than 30 years in this more recent event. And, and we look back uh, to 1960 and and there have only been four or five events that were anything even close to this so over the last 50 years. So yeah, it's, it's more than uncommon. It, it, we can't quite call it rare. It's something we have to always have in the back of our mind, but it just doesn't happen very frequently, both the intensity of the cold, but more importantly, the duration. And it's really the duration that does the damage. Uh, I mean, we can get down into the teens and uh, – uh, as long as we rebound back above or near freezing during the day, uh, you know, most of us survive that reasonably well. Yeah, you'll hear stories about frozen pipes and the like. But when we start talking about two, two and a half days of temperatures at or below freezing, not only are we as people not prepared for this, and not only is the environment not prepared for it, but most of our homes down here just can't take it. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right about that because of the number of trees that collapsed under the weight of the icy branches and leaves around Baton Rouge and, and of course, around the Gulf South. So, and, and it's, it's curious to me because I said in the open that you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago and you said you expected some cold weather. You weren't sold on whether or not there was going to be snow, but you didn't rule it out. And so now... Two weeks later, we've seen in some cases record lows and cold and, and, you know, this number of people without power that rivals Gustav or Hurricane Katrina here. Yep. You know, what, what, what have you learned now as we end or start to end this cycle of cold weather? What are some things that you've picked up from it that will help you when the next one comes around? Well, one of the takeaways I have, and there's in, in some cases, there's not a lot we can do about it. One of the the takeaways I've got is I realized just how poorly insulated the average South and central Louisiana home is. And where we saw that was with people who lost power in this event. And I was talking to people who the, the inside of their house was dropping. The temperature inside the house was dropping three, four, five degrees an hour. So, by the end of a 24-hour window, they were sitting inside homes without electricity that were down in the 40s. And, look, that's not yeah. healthy for anybody. So right. that was one of the takeaways. The, 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 the other, I think, big one is just how still how very fragile our energy infrastructure is, particularly in some of the more suburban and rural, rural areas. But uh, we saw big blackouts even in downtown Baton Rouge. So uh, we're just not capable of handling these kinds of events. And folks need to be really, when you get the heads up that we're going to get one of these multi-day monster chills, you, you, we've learned on the back end of it that you really do have to think of it you have to have your own little winter plan, much like you have a hurricane plan. How am I going to keep myself and my kids and my animals warm mm-hmm. if I'm going to lose power for a day or two? So there's there's some takeaways there that I think folks can think about. You, you certainly just can't heat the house uh, uh, magically, but you probably need to be thinking about ways to conserve heat uh, if you do have one of those periods where you're going to be without power and no way to warm the house for uh, hours on end. Of course, and in a lot of cases, we had people that went to visit other family members, which worked fine, except, you know, we're uh, suddenly we're, we're compromising our COVID rules to keep from right. freezing to death. This was just, uh, you, know, the, you know, this was one of those examples of, okay, if anything can go wrong, here it is. Bitter cold, prolonged freeze, throw on the, uh, uh, frozen precipitation on top of that. And oh yeah, everybody remember their mask. Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, there, as we record this now, Jay, there's still over 100,000 people, 100,000 customers without electricity across Louisiana. And as we said right. earlier, there are millions in Texas. You talked about how poorly insulated houses are here to deal with this weather, which is an interesting point because... When you build a house or even move in and, and you know, refurbish or whatever you want to call it to a house, you do so without the expectation of temperatures in the teens in South Louisiana. It's just not something that we're accustomed to thinking about because how often does it ever happen, you know? 
That's right. And, and you know, and you start thinking about, okay, do I want to throw in that added expense for a once in a decade event? And I think uh, we can probably go out there and find 100,000 people in Louisiana who would say should have done it. Uh, it is, you know, in, in the construction of the home, that is something, though, we clearly need to think about, even though in our mind this is supposed to be a subtropical uh, climate, and it is. But, you know, you get these occasional big surges. Uh, uh, and, you know, as bad it is, as it's been for the southern parishes, uh, it's even worse in the northern part of the state where the power outages are more widespread. The temperatures have even dropped farther below zero. And uh, they could still be another day or so even before they climb up above freezing. So uh, it's something we have to think about in terms of how we prepare uh, particularly new construction. Again, there's not a lot you can do, and I've had that problem myself. I've all of my uh, exterior faucets. I've got to do battle to keep them from freezing up. Right, right. And so I know. Okay, once every decade, I'm going to go two nights without sleeping while I walk around and turn <laughs> the faucets off and on to let the water run. But uh, it, it's the nature of the beast. But if you're thinking about uh, building a home and, and, uh, you know, we're now in sort of a, we have a new culture now where almost everybody with new, at least middle to large construction is also throwing the generator into the package. You know, well, let's go ahead and start thinking about, uh, uh maybe that extra layer of insulation that might make the difference between your house dropping into the fifties or, or in some cases the forties, if you went two days without, without heat. So, you know, Obviously, when things like this happen, there there are going to be the obligatory conversations about climate change and these weather patterns that are more aggressive that we've never seen before. So, you know, take us into the lab, into a lecture about about weather science and, and talk about the conditions that create the scenario that has played out for the last five to eight days. All right. Well, there's there's a couple of things going on. We'll try not to get too geeky here. But let's start off with the climate change discussion. Yeah, there is a lot of uh, uh, energy and discourse in the climate science arena about climate change can be a couple of things. One, now, what most people have heard about is climate. They, they, most people think climate change is cl- global warming. Uh, they're not the same. Global warming is the planet getting warmer on average. Climate change is talking about uh, changes in the frequency and pattern of weather. Now, within built within climate change, you could have a warming trend, but a lot of the, the discussion deals with the fact that if the climate is changing, what it often does is it gets more, uh, 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 I don't want, not, not diverse, but the variety and the ranges of weather get broader as the climate shifts. And that makes some sense. In other words, it's not like walking upstairs. It's more like walking through the mountains. And every time you get to another mountain, the next mountain is higher. Uh, But you had to go through the valley to get there. So we have these ups and downs built within a pattern that might be headed upward. So it's not surprising that with the concept of a warmer planet on the long term, 
We get there by going through periods with extreme heat followed by periods of extreme cold while the trend is up, if that kind of makes sense there. And then the second thing, and this is really, I think, more important, we got to separate this concept of long-term climate change. By long-term, I'm not talking about weeks or months. I'm talking about years and decades. Climate change over years and decades uh, is essentially a different discussion than weather events. And that's what this was. This was just an extreme weather event. Five tropical storms in Louisiana this past year. That was five extreme weather events. Uh, just because we got five doesn't mean suddenly everybody's getting two or three. It just means we got extra unlucky last year. So we've got to make sure that we don't I mean, it's really, it's a great way to make jokes about, yeah, well, after this event, so much for climate change and global warming. No, this is a weather event that is independent, essentially, of the long-term trends that most of the the, the climate scientists agree to. Uh, most climate scientists will tell you, sure, it, it is it is warmer now on average than it was 100 years ago. The debate really is about what's causing it or how have we gotten here it's not about whether it's actually occurred so are you concerned about these maybe concerned is 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 the wrong word what is your impression of these aggressive (laughs) weather cycles that we've seen You, you referenced all the hurricanes last year and then this year right now with this cold weather well i i mean i You'll take it for what it's worth. Is the weather getting more variable, and does it appear to be more extreme in the last uh, three to five to ten years even across Louisiana than it was before? Well, we're we're certainly in a period of a little added activity. Uh, But if you go back into the 70s and into the 60s, you also had some bitter cold outbreaks that kind of came in clusters. If you look back at our hurricane history, while we've never had five named storms in a row. Uh, Certainly, we've had periods of upticks and lulls extended over years in terms of tropical weather. Uh, So, to me, is it possible to likely that we'll see more of these extreme events? Sure, I'll, I'll grant you that. But number one, I think in some ways, as a community, as a culture, we're maybe a little bit more sensitive to that than we used to be. Uh, We may be, in some ways, I think we're more resilient, but we're more reactive to it. And I think sometimes folks uh, maybe lean a little too much on not uh, taking uh, their own aggressive steps and responsibility to be prepared for the event, event before it gets here, and then to mitigate its impact right in your own home, right on your own property once it arrives. I mean, that's there's some point at which we've got to say, hey, it's my job to take care of myself. Bottom line is, yeah, I think at least in the last few years, clearly we've seen some really pretty crazy weather going on. And it's not just hurricanes, not just bitter freezes. I mean, the Mississippi River has not been behaving very well over the last several years. There's just a string of things that seem to impact our state, and in some ways maybe impact our state more than it does some of our neighboring states. So 
for us to just step up as individuals and as families and say, okay, we're going we're gonna to try and do our best to take this head on. So that leads me perfectly. You referenced the Mississippi into the next thing, and that is, do we expect crazy river stages in the future as all this snow melts and starts to run down the Mississippi Valley? Well, you know, one of the things, uh, and I talk about this too with my friends at the Corps of Engineers, that, you know, the Mississippi River Valley, and keep in mind that drains almost half, 40-some percent of the United States, and even takes some of the water out of Canada and pumps it into the Gulf of Mexico. Well, it is no longer a natural system. It is heavily controlled. Uh, water is managed nearly from top to bottom. So we can't anymore just say, uh-oh, it snowed heavy in the north. The water level is going to go up. And they will. But the river has become so uh, complicated by the way that uh, we try and manage the water coming downhill that it's it's become, uh, to me, it's it's an overwhelming task to try and figure out what is or isn't going to happen from year to year. Now, what we have seen over the previous couple of years was really, really high water coming down at this time of the year. Uh, so far this season, Mississippi, Mississippi River's behaving pretty well. Then you get to our local rivers, and you know, there have been a lot of concerns and comments and complaints about more frequent flooding, particularly in the Comet Basin, but even in the Amit uh, drainage area as well. And there we've got to kind of balance the difference between how much of it is weather and how much of it is construction. And in Hmm. my mind, a lot of it, maybe more than half of it, is the latter, not the former. That as we build in the basin, we aren't getting ourselves prepared to manage that water the same way that the Corps of Engineers manages the Mississippi from Minnesota to the Gulf of Mexico. We've got to learn how to manage water in the Comete and the Amite Basin more uh, uh, with a more sophisticated approach, some of which may mean more retention and detention, because if we keep just pushing that water out of the neighborhood into the ditch, even if it doesn't flood your neighborhood, it's going to flood somebody downhill. Right. Yeah, last week when we had all of the, the heavy rain here, where I live a, you know, a few years ago, it there was never rising water there. And, and now I'm noticing it more and more. I'm talking eight, nine inches, and I've got the photographs and video to prove it, that it's it's with the construction and, and everything going on. So now that we've gotten through this and, and we're talking about what's next, the question is, What's next? What do we? What does this say about what could be happening the rest of the year, weather-wise? To be honest with you, Clay, it says nothing. Ah, be- because this was an individual event, and that's where we go back to. You can't, uh, you can't assess a climate pattern based upon singular events, especially okay. rare singular events okay. like this one. So it really doesn't tell us a whole lot. Uh, what it does suggest maybe is that uh, we need to be prepared, be prepared for maybe another dose of cold air over the next uh, six to eight weeks 
but certainly not this cold. And we kind of left the train a, a minute ago about why did this cold air get down here. And part of it is because of the atmosphere creating a giant dip in the jet stream that opened the door for Arctic air to pour southward all the way to the Gulf. And you can think of it as kind of like uh, molasses running over a uh, bowling ball. If the door is open, that molasses takes its time, but it will actually drip all the way down the side of that bowling ball. And that's what happened here. And in fact, a week ago, when I was talking about temperatures not getting quite as cold as I thought they would, my expectation was that that cold air would start heading south, but it would get diverted more eastward and not get as far south as it did. And that's where I was wrong in my forecast. It didn't take that uh, uh, left turn. It just kept heading south, got all the way down into the southern plains, into Texas. And again, keep in mind, you know, it was bad in Treeport. It was even worse on the other side of the Red River. It just got colder and colder over in, in Texas. So, uh, but this in particular event really doesn't give us any clue as to what to expect for the spring into the summer uh, or, you know, what the tropical season might look like. And, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, and it, this is why they call it a forecast. It's no guarantee. You may recall that at the beginning of the month, the forecast for February was to be average to warm. Well, it's been yeah. anything but that. So, you know, the the science is still a long way from being able to anticipate weather down the road more than five, seven, ten days or so. Well, you know, it's it is amazing to see how I mean just man, as years go by, you see these crazy weather things. The last time we had heavy snow that I could recall here was January, mid-January of 2018. Uh, right. that, that is marked specifically in my mind because I was in Dallas on business, flying back on Monday, which was MLK Day that year, and I still left pictures, Jay, of all the snow in, in Baton Rouge. And the thing is, we had a heck of a lot more snow then but it didn't seem as brutally cold then as, as it has been this last week or so. Well, two things there. Actually, it got much colder in that event. We got down to 14 degrees in Baton Rouge. But you may have noticed, I said the last time we've had an event that lasted this long was back in 89. What happened in 2018 is even though the surges of the coldest air were, were colder than what we had this go-around, we got above freezing all three days in that event. So we had, and, and you know, in some cases, it's only into the mid-30s, but we did have a break, a reprieve from uh, the uh, uh, duration of the event in 2018. The other thing is, and this is critical, snow is not as destructive as ice. True. And so we didn't have the widespread outages in that event because when snow falls on a power line, a lot of it just blows and falls off. When rain falls on a frozen power line, it sticks. Yeah. And what, you know, the kind of the, the, and this is very rough, rule of thumb is that 
a quarter of inch of ice on a power line uh, is enough to start doing damage. And in many cases, um, you have uh, trees, tree limbs that break, and they've got momentum. So you've got ice already on the power line, and then a tree limb that might normally be 50 or 100 pounds is now 250 pounds because of the ice on it. And it hits it like a karate chop, and there you go. And and that gets actually, actually becomes, in some ways, maybe more problematic for the utility people to respond to, because it's one thing if you blow a transformer. Okay, we got to go replace the transformer, and we just brought the whole neighborhood back up. But when you've got just these small sections of power lines getting uh, chopped because of the ice, it's it's more work for them to get out there and 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 uh, uh, do the do the fixes to do the repairs. So that event was colder, but it wasn't nearly as destructive for Louisiana because it wasn't as much of an ice event as this one was. Well, the final thing I'll ask, and we talked about this before we we started recording. As I said to you, I noticed on Monday that with ice falling and the wind blowing and the temperature being so low, there was thundering and there was lightning going on. And I don't recall ever noticing that before. Is it just me or was that out of the out of the normal? Oh, that's clearly out of the norm. Now, the problem is, I mean, first off, you got to think about, okay, how many times have we seen snow in Louisiana? Well, so, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's rare in itself. The truth of the matter is, it, it's actually a little bit more likely to happen when it snows down here than it, would, than it does in the north. Now, uh, as some of your uh, uh, listeners know, I, I grew up in the northeast, along the east coast, and in my whole life, I only saw... Uh, what we call thunder snow. I saw it twice. I've actually seen it down here twice, uh, but uh, it's still a very rare event. And what's happening is you've got the uh, and in, and in fact, I got a video of that that you're, that exact event you're talking about there. And and sleet was falling, and on the video you can hear the thunder, plus you can hear the sleet dinging on the top of the car. And so what happens is we get what uh, weather people will call elevated thunderstorms. Most of our thunderstorms that we know about tend to be surface-based. And that doesn't mean they're really right down on the ground, but they're low to the ground. The bottoms of the thunderstorm are near the ground, and that's where we get the electrical discharges, the lightning strikes that hit the ground. In this case, the thunderstorms were in a warm layer above the clouds that were producing uh, the rain and the sleet. And so you probably didn't see any lightning strikes, but you saw the flash and the glow in the clouds. And of course, you heard the rumble of thunder. And in some cases, that rumble actually will re- last a little bit longer because of that cloud deck that was producing the rain and sleet. The thunder sort of bounces off the ground and bounces off the clouds and just keeps bouncing back and forth near the surface so you get these prolonged rolls of thunder in that kind of a situation so but yeah it was definitely something you don't see very often uh particularly in snow country it's pretty it's pretty rare down here as i said my suspicion is it actually occurs a little bit more frequently 
Yeah, just it, it was weird. And man, these weather patterns, they're hard to keep up with. Well, listen, tell people where they can find you on social media if they want to keep up with you. Well, you can check me in a couple of places. I have a, a, my a Facebook page is J Grimes, G-R-Y-M-E-S, J Grimes, W-A-F-B, or my TV station that I work at. And then I also keep a personal page that is just J Grimes. Also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at J underscore W-A-F-B. Uh, I've got a great team there at Channel 9, uh, uh, three guys, uh, Dr. Steve Caparata, Jeff Morrow, and Jared Silverman has joined us recently. And thankfully, the three of them keep my feet on the ground, and I just follow their coattails. And uh, <laughs> I think we have really probably one of the best uh, weather teams in the Deep South. So, uh, yeah, check us out there. And, uh, Clay, it's been a, been a real treat. Thanks a lot. Man, always great. And a word to the wise, don't troll Jay on social media. <laughs> his, his bite's worse than his bark. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for that compliment. <laughs> well... It's it's the truth, man, and and really are you know the best sitting here, fascinated by what what you're saying. You know, we always do do our hurricane season preview show sometime in May, but I don't know why, but my gut says long before then we will be talking about something in the weather again. It's a good chance of it. Look, uh, you know, one thing down here is it's always changing, and just like this past event, there's frequently something that is pretty seems to be pretty unusual so i look forward to our next chat like <laughs> jay grimes chief meteorologist with wafb tv in baton rouge the cbs affiliate this is jeff laduff retired chief of police for the city of baton rouge i'm kelly laduff co-owner of open eyes safety training and consulting open eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at OpenEyesSafetyTraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Expecting mothers and fathers? Family Rose Healthy Start Community Action Network wants you to stay healthy as we deal with the reality of COVID-19. Here are five tips to help you and your unborn baby. Keep prenatal visits to ensure good health of you and your baby. If you need help, Family Road Healthy Start has case managers who provide one-on-one support and is enrolling expecting mothers and fathers now. Stay Stay safe by washing your hands before or after any encounter. You, your family, and children should wear masks in public. Pregnant moms, stay home if possible. If not, limit all outings and keep any additional family members, such as your children, home. Stay informed by getting all current information on COVID-19 from trusted resources. And finally, stay prepared in the event you may develop symptoms or test positive for the coronavirus. For additional information, visit womans.org. To enroll in Family Road Healthy Start, call 201-8888 and give your baby and family a healthy start. We'll get through this together. The issues, the policies, the people. This is The Clay Young Show. You come around and you leave with the sunlight. Just when it's getting good, you hit me with a goodbye. Same thing every night. 
It's like a master class in weather when we talk with Jay Grimes. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like this cold weather. I know people are out there taking pictures and wishing for wishing for snowmen and all of the ice and wanting to pose in the snow. Mm-mm. Get this out of here, man. I am not a fan of this kind of weather. It's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I don't live in Wisconsin or in Chicago. Uh, nah, give me the Louisiana weather. I think I shared with y'all some years ago here on the podcast that I used to complain a lot about the heat here. And then, you know, I traveled out west a few times, but my first, actually my only trip out to Phoenix, getting off of, or walking out of rather, the airport to go get a rental was all the reason I need to say, won't be complaining about the heat in Louisiana anymore. Life's about perspective. And so I know people in other parts of the country are looking at us down here complaining about this weather, calling us chumps because they have it worse and they deal with it for longer. But my response to that is you live up north. We live down here. It's not what we do. Give us some space. Let us complain a little bit. Please. When y'all deal with look at look at how people up north deal with hurricanes. There you go. Up upper east coast when they got hurricanes. Mm-hmm. So, same goes. Give us some space. We're not used to this kind of stuff. Trees falling with ice on them. People without power three, four days in a row and 22 degree temperature. It isn't what we do down here. We do gumbo when it turns cold. Yeah. We still barbecue outside when it turns cold. Our cold, that's what we do down here. Leave us alone. People go to Mardi Gras here. You don't find a bunch of Southern guys running around with their shirts off when that weather is cold like that. Hell no. They pack on three and four sweaters looking like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Man, I don't like this weather. Anyway, hopefully we're on the back end of it. All right, so on social media, you can catch up with me at Clay Young BR on Twitter, at Clay underscore Young on Instagram, and Clay Young on Facebook. You can email me too. That email address is Clay at podcast225.com. And we have something else coming this year in the way of content. Something is going on right now in the kitchen working on something. Let me get everything right. And then I'll tell you what it is. Until then, stay warm. Pray for your family and neighbors and those who are dealing with this weather. A lot of people are hurting right now. So let's think about them a little bit during the day as we go about our business. And until episode 266, thank you for listening to The Clay Young Show here at podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.